Uh, welcome to our episodes, a series of episodes about our show that we are doing right now, Grim Fairy Tales. So, um, if you guys didn't know, we are doing a show right now. Uh, the original plan was to have one in Cyprus, one in the Woodland Magnolia area, um, but we got such good um, feedback from Grim that we ended up splitting it into two shows. So we have the Grim senior cast here with us right now, and then there will be an episode with the the Grim junior cast. So that's a pretty cool new thing that NYT is doing. Um, but we thought that we would start. Well, let's start by introducing our guests. Do you guys want to say your names and what roles you're playing? Yes. Roles. Roles. Whatever. Go ahead. Okay. Who's going first? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. uh, I can start. Um, my name is Caleb Hasso. It's it's a J, but it's it's Hasso, <laughs> and I do Rumble Siltskin. Yay! Yeah. Hi, my name is Joey McGrew, and I am a dwarf and the Cowardly Prince. What's the name of your dwarf? I'm the Mime Dwarf. Yay! <laughs> Non-speaking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Isabella Barash, but Isa, mm-hmm. and I play Lady Damara, the witch. Yay! So a nice wide assortment. Two villains, one scared boy. And, then, <laughs> and my name is Jillian Parks, and I'm playing girl. Can I say girl, or do I say the other one? Well, she's the girl, but she we learn later what her true identity is, right? Ooh. Ooh. Come see the show Mysterious. and yes. know what her identity is. Uh, secret hint. Hey, my by the way, who's blue. here? Who's here joining <laughs> you? Um, oh, right. And then we have my producer uh, Ryan Holland over there, just. Representing. I didn't mean him. Who else is with you? <laughs> Your father? Um, I don't have a dad. I'm oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so That's I'll be hosting the show today. I know you guys are were excited that I would Woo-hoo. be rejoining today as host of the show. <laughs> it's back to me. So I'm the director of Grimm, and I'm also the co-host of NYT Antics. This is exciting. Thank you for having me back, graciously having me back, Jillian. I really appreciate it. Before we get before we get cranking though. We do need to do a couple shout-outs, right? She's got the giggles. She asked me to take over, so I'm, I'm right here taking over. We had a t- couple shout-outs for our two wonderful NYT sponsors. This is a special shout-out for them. Yeah. Uh, Petra Benefits Financial Services. Stephen Foster is a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. So check him out for your financial uh, planning. And we also have a brand new sponsor at NYT, Perfectly Pastured, which is a farm in the uh, north area of Houston. They're sponsoring us, and we're so grateful for them. So check them out. And uh, so, yeah. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring us. We appre- Not us, not the podcast. They sponsor NYT. Thanks, yeah, guys. Appreciate it. Um, if you keep saying that you're co-host, I'm going to have to change it on my college apps. So you might want to. Oh, Hush it. Okay, I won't, I won't say co-host anymore. Okay, good. He's just... I'll just say owner of the podcast. No, that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> pretty sure that's not the rule. Anyway, right, so we back. thought that we would start off with a little bit of grim history. Not like grim the adjective, grim the noun, as in the musical. So, um, do you want to tell us... I'll, I'll tell you the nuts and bolts of the story. Um, I'll fill in where so, so our old, the old theater company I worked for and started um, in Chicago, we would commission brand new musicals. We just went through this this great era of commissioning new musicals so that we could have freedom to produce them and um, really to kind of put new work on stage. And one of the last commissioned musicals we did was Grim Fairy Tales. 
And it was a really successful. I think it was the best one that was written of all the stuff we did. And it was written by a husband and wife team, Adam and Courtney Walsh, um, who live in Rockford, Illinois. And he was the artistic director for that program. And he and I worked together. And they did a masterful job of creating a, just a brilliant script with lots of humor and lots of touching moments and just an awesome score, awesome lyrics, all that. His wife, Courtney, is a, actually a New York Times bestselling author. And so she brought all the lyrics and the script, and then he wrote all the music. And it was an amazing show. Um, Jillian got a chance to be in it. She was Snarky the Dwarf. The first ever Snarky. The first Snarky. And um, now, sadly, after that show closed, it, it, it got produced a few more times, and then it kind of sat on the shelf, and it gathered dust on the shelf. And so one of the things that was exciting to us um, as a family um, and as Courtney and Adam as well, is we went to we went to the theater company that originally bought it and said we want to buy it from you so we can get it out there to the world. And um, through quite a lengthy negotiation, they, they graciously agreed to sell it to, um, to Theater by Design, which is the company that I own, along with Adam and Courtney's um, company. And so now we have this musical that we can produce. They can produce it for their theater in Rockford, and we can produce it here in uh, the Houston area. And so this is going to be a Texas premiere. And I think it's super fitting that, um, that it, like Grimm, the story of Grimm, the musical is about like stories being retold, stories being rewritten, stories being um, changed. changed, right? Like that's kind of the whole premise of the show is that stories are meant to end a certain way. And um, they're not actually meant to be rewritten in a way that's not redemptive, let's say. And so in our show, uh, and I think in the story, it's very clear that, you know, it's very important that stories be, um, you know, told the way they're supposed to be told, or at least put back together the way they're supposed to be put back together, which is where good triumphs over evil. Um, and so we see that tension in the show. We see these fairy tales, and we can get into that. Um, being rewritten and that actually is really entertaining for the audience because the audience comes in with one set of expectations and they start to see these um, princess princes and princesses kind of um, telling a different story and I think that's super interesting and um, but I think they also want to see redemption at the end yeah, yeah? so um, one thing that I get a lot when I tell people that I'm in Grimm is like oh what's what is it about like what is it about and with one way that I like to explain it is it's kind of um, similar to Into the Woods in that it's an integration of a bunch of different fairy tales, but it's very different from Into the Woods in that um, the the driving plot members are um, there's like two different worlds. There's the world of like um, our world, technically the reality world, and then there's the world of like happily ever after and the world of um, fairy tales. And my character Red is a character that goes between the two worlds. Um, there's the um, the brothers Grimm who go between the two worlds and like there's this um, conflict between setting which I think is going to be really interesting and we're playing with it a lot with um, different projections to um, display that change in setting we're going to do a lot of different like platforms and like levels on the stage it's going to be really interesting to watch um, bringing this show to life that I haven't seen since I was in it when I was I didn't actually see it obviously when I was in it but um, when I was like 10 and so getting to see how it's I think for me getting to see how it's changed from um when it was originally produced to like what can be done with it now with new new technology, new setting, new people that we have even. Um, I think it's going to be really, really a cool show. So 
I want each of you, you can go in the order that we went in before, to tell me um, what is your character's role? Obviously not name, but like um, what does your character add to the plot in this show? Just to give him a good rundown. Well, um, my character as Silskin is kind of the villain, but he also works for other villains, like <laughs> the, three, the three witches, which are also great. Um, but my kind of plot is I'm so sick of things being the way they are, and I want to change everything. So mm -hmm. I steal these magical objects that basically I'm allowed to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, basically I steal these objects to write everybody's story out. And I think he's like having way too much fun with this and mm -hmm. really enjoying that he can change everybody's story. He has the power. And then he kind of is like, he's low when he's with the witches and they're like way stronger than mm -hmm. him and better than him and kind of take over all that power. And mm -hmm. I think he just wants to have significance mm -hmm. and be important and yeah yeah that's that, well, that's Definitely. an interesting theme that we explore with a lot of shows that are about like stories and about telling stories that like the desire to be not necessarily even like the main character just a character who gets good things out of a story because when we read stories we don't really think about like oh the villains like oh they're the villains sure. and they that's they deserve what they get that's what, how we see it but obviously the story takes a different angle where it's like i just everybody wants happily ever after you know exactly which is what I actually got out of doing villains when I started taking villains. It's like, wow, these villain stories are really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more to them than just bad and good. Oh, yes. <laughs> what about you, Joey? As Julian said, I'm the scared little boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, my character, I'm I'm scared because the, the story has been rewritten. I was the brave prince, and now I'm the cowardly prince, mm -hmm. where I'm scared to go up in a tower to save my princess or whatever who's your, who's your princess briar rose <laughs> yes. and so. in regular english that's sleeping beauty yes <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah and then eventually we follow along with red and we help her find her way yeah. to save everything mm -hmm. so what about you isa so mine is similar to Caleb's, mm -hmm. you know, we want to change all the stories. We want power. I mean, we want happily ever after too. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, just all the princes and princesses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we want that for our own power and mm -hmm. to have our own little happily ever. And after. you, um, there's two other witches, right? There is. So how has it been working with, um, a dynamic in a show where there's three villains who are equally, um, evil in this plot oh i love it so much mm -hmm. it is so much fun and we both we all both all three of us we contrast so you know yeah. you have a little hag which is that rich like evil queen who's like loves like herself in a mm -hmm. way you know mm -hmm. and then you have me who's like a proper old lady who, yeah. <laughs> you know who wants order and justice you know so it's a lot of fun and mm -hmm. i mean we have great chemistry together then yeah. you have the kid they all bully oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's we do <laughs> very yeah. true i think it's interesting um this show gives my favorite thing about this show is that there's so many opportunities for good characters like um yes. i think I think 95% of the people walked into this show and were like, there's like 10 different roles that I would want to play because there's like so many opportunities and they're all, they all get a share of the fun. It's not like one role is, um, 
at least in my opinion, there's not one role who has the potential to be better than another role. Like they are all oh, set yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They all are set up on an equal mm-hmm. platform to take that and then be really, really good with it. Like even roles that maybe have like one or two scenes, you see them and you're like, they were so funny. Like I think yeah. Beth is a good example. Oh, yeah. um, Beth plays Rapunzel <laughs> and she has, um, she's in like, I think she's in like two scenes. Um, and But her breakout scene that she has is set up to be so funny oh, that she, nobody's going to be able to forget her when they leave that show. Sure. Um, and so that's, which I recorded. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. And we just, I love that there's so many contrasting characters. One thing I also love is that there's lots of opportunities for comedy, even in like, quote unquote, serious characters. So um, you have a character like Rumpelstiltskin who's going around and just messing mm. everything up, but he's <laughs> so funny. And you have a character like the Brave Prince. And we've talked about this in the Little Mermaid podcast. Um, princes are pretty one dimensional in in like movies and musicals. They have one one trait and it's usually being brave and but that when you take away that one trait that is like central to a prince's character it gives him a lot more latitude of what to do with that character and how to make it interesting and fun and memorable beyond just like oh he sings you know um and like especially with the witches i think having three witches also gives I, I I like the idea that it's not just there's a witch there's not just ursula there's not just um the white queen like it's it's three different witches and they're all different they're evil for different reasons and we get to see it all together and Issa, Issa you're, who is your nemesis in the show? Which princess? Cinderella. Yeah, so, so. Cinderella is the nemesis of Lady Damara. Mm-hmm. And of yeah. course, Snow White is the nemesis um, the evil queen. of the evil queen. And then we have the um, final, the old hag. <laughs> uh, Cara, we call her Carabas, and she's the, the caretaker of Rapunzel. Mm-hmm in our show. So it's, it's a cool thing to see all three, witches kind of interacting with each other. And, oh, so um, much fun. um, they have these magic wands that can do, um, you know, powerful yeah. things and we have them flying in our show. Oh, yeah. So you'll have to come and see how we do that. It's yeah. this, I'm not going to reveal that Swear. secret. Oh, what? But yeah, we're doing some silly stuff. Wait, what? Well, we have, let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, I think seven, no, six characters that fly in the show. Oh, wow. So, That's yeah. Insane. I yeah. didn't even know that. We're doing it in a unique way. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah, no. You'll, you'll have to come and see it and see how we do that. Um, there's something for everybody in this show, though. This show is a, like I said, a wide range of, like, touching and dramatic and um, honest, but also moments of, like, just, you're like on the floor peeing your pants because it's so stupid funny. And like some of the, I, I'm telling you, some of, like we have, we got really lucky with this show that we had a lot of new people coming in and the people that came in just unbelievable came in and killed it. Like there are, the people who are playing the leads um, and the people who are playing the ensemble, everybody in the show takes what they have and they just run with it and they're prepared and they t- make choices that are like funny and like sitting even just in blocking rehearsals and watching people be like, okay, but what about this? Or like coming in and having this fully developed character already done. Like I think a good example is Annabelle who plays um, Briar Rose. Oh. I've never met her before. And she came in out of seemingly nowhere in my mind and she is just so funny and so talented and she takes a role that... Like I said, and usually it would just be a princess who like, oh, she's boring. she falls yeah. asleep. She's boring. Mm-hmm, she's yeah. so interesting to watch and you cannot keep your eyes off of her. I so mm-hmm. I think there's something for everybody in this show. Speaking of which, um, do you guys have like a favorite song, a favorite scene? Do you want to tell Ooh. us about it? <laughs> if you don't, I can go first. <laughs> <laughs> you, let's see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, my personal favorite scene is, um, well, I'll leave that for somebody else. My second favorite scene, I'll use one that I'm in, is um, the ending scene, the final resolution. Oh. Yes. I don't want to give anything away, 
but it is it is emotional and touching in a way that I think a lot of um, musicals tend to gloss over by just skipping to a happy ending and leaving it there. Like there's a little bit more contrast. There's a little bit more tension. There's a little bit more um, like hard decisions that have to be made. And they're all made in this like final song that let Adam and Courtney Walsh, Walsh made sound so pretty. Like it's, it's really fun to sing. And it's just like, um, it's a moment that I think gives the audience of like, a place to realize how connected they've become to the characters. I think those scenes in shows are the most powerful way to create a like good ending is by getting the audience to realize how much they've been rooting for this character, how much they have fallen in love with these mm-hmm. characters, how much they um, have been invested in a show without like um, having to leave the theater and discover that. Like they discover it alongside yeah. with you. And I think that's why I really like that ending song. So don't leave during intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Uh, I can go next. Okay. okay. Uh, my favorite song so far is the Witches song. I Good. mean, oh, that yeah. is like, that is. Dang it, you stole my. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's such a fun song. And you get, you really get to see the background of our stories because mm-hmm. you get to see Kara Boss. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, you get to see her, how her story came to be and why she's angry and why she's mad. You mm-hmm. get to see the evil queen, Damara, me, and. Um, <laughs> it's really, it's really well staged. Like, oh, yes. Like uh, our choreographer, Jenny. So- uh, oh did an amazing job with all the villain chorus and the witches and the way the so way she good. staged it is like well mm-hmm. it's very oh, memorable so good. definitely very memorable I know Ashton's even on like someone's shoulders yes at some her. point oh yes <laughs> definitely yeah no that's a great that's a great song that is a that is fun fact would you say that's your favorite song of the show I I don't know I no I wouldn't that's say it's my favorite. favorite I I have a <laughs> lot of songs that are my favorites but definitely. I would say that is that is a song that um my family left the theater left the show singing mm-hmm. at the age of 10 and that we still sing to this day like the song the witches i knew i had not looked at that song since i was 10 years old and i showed up to callbacks and i knew all of the words you so did. um feel free to do the exact same thing when you <laughs> show up and watch the show you're not going you're not going to know the songs yet which i think is actually very cool because it's like, like a new discovery of oh, like yeah. the different yeah. music and when it For starts sure. you're like oh well this this one sounds a little bit more jazzy or this one's a little bit sadder <laughs> or slower tend to like songs they've heard before though isn't that interesting yeah. so like when you hear some, something on the radio the first time you're kind of like i don't know like your reaction isn't always like oh my gosh i love that song mm-hmm. But like, um, like the song "Blinding Lights" by The oh, Weeknd. Yeah. Oh, like I like yeah. that yeah. song. Or the fourth time I heard it, I'm like, it's actually my favorite song of the like, like <laughs> the last five years, oh, right? Yeah. Oh. So, so I think I think there's something in us that's like, we like familiarity. It's like a worship song mm-hmm. that yeah. maybe we haven't heard it a million times, but we've heard it like twice. It's it's easier to make it our own and to really enjoy, um, enjoy it if we know it a little bit already. Yeah. So I think it is good if people uh, learn or like go down and listen to the songs, even if. They have yeah. to get them shared from. So, what should we take away from here? We should sing "Blinding Lights" in a church. <laughs> um, yeah. I I'm gonna have to veto yes. that one, yes. but I do think, hey, if you're listening and you're like, hey, I'm not in the show, but I really do want to hear the songs or I want to, um, whatever, just uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram, on Facebook, or something. Ask for the Dropbox, and we'll send you the songs. They're not like secrets, um, but it will be fun to sit in the theater and listen to songs you haven't heard before, um, yeah. or even see them come to life. Um, and I think that the witches is a really good example of a song that you will definitely be listening to after the show. Oh yeah. Joey, you want to go? 
I think my favorite song of mm-hmm. the songs that I'm in, I love the Dwarf song. Oh, it's yes. so much fun <laughs> to that the dance and choreography and everything about that whole song is so much fun. And then what was the challenging part of the choreography? Oh, yeah, yeah getting on your knees mm-hmm. and having to wobble around and s- full on sprint on your knees. <laughs> yep. The song yeah. itself Very was fun. challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like there's lots of so on top of having like complex harmonies and having to whistle, which by the way whistling is so hard. So I applaud y'all. Um we f- this show because it's a senior show, they made the dwarves fully grown um, teenage boys. Um, so you have six foot tall Joey over here on his <laughs> knees playing a small, small, small man. Um, so that's pretty funny. It's just watching them come out and have those little, little feet on their little feet on their knees or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have to, they have to dance around and they do like a kick line and like oh, yeah. at the end of that song, oh, I won't wow. spoil it, but it's very funny. Um, but that's a good one. You want to go Caleb? Um, I'd say besides the witch's song, um, (laughs) I'd say, I mean, I'm in this and it's like by myself, but I say Rumpel's Revenge. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of liked that song before I got the role. Mm -hmm. It's just really interesting to see how, how in detail this character becomes and how much fun he has ruining everybody's lives. Mm -hmm. And it's so great. I do that on a daily basis. (laughs) (laughs) But I I also really enjoy the wolf song, the Big Bad Wolf. So cringy. And uh, I just love sitting back watching it. It's so awesome. For those who don't know, the Big Bad Wolf is a character who is like a, how do I, like a too cool for school. They call him Daddy-O a lot. Like very much jazz, jazzy in my opinion, like smooth. Mm -hmm. He is so funny and his song is so good like the choreography it's a funny song and the lyrics mm-hmm. you'll listen to it and be like what is happening this is so funny <laughs> oh, yes. and then in the back you have girls really doing weird. like illusions and oh, like yeah. pirouettes and you're like wait this is like for real like they're going full <laughs> out and i think that's that's a cool thing about the show as well is that we have like the songs like you listen to the lyrics and you're like this is really funny but like it's serious like when you're watching it you're like whoa this is a really well put together number like the Mm -hmm. dancing they're taking it seriously they're Mm -hmm. acting it out they're going full out with the like vocals there's harmonies like and like even the song like happily ever after the town of happily ever after like the lyrics are so bizarre and it's so fun to watch oh they sell it even oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i love it so much destiny's face in that number is my favorite destiny and morgan both they like they know their they know their stuff and you watch them and you're like this is great oh i I love it i think we have like the best combination of real humor and real talent mixed together i think Mm -hmm. that's so cool and and i think that just the writing of the show sets up for that like because it's it's naturally written that like I don't have to dig super hard to figure out what red is feeling in the scene like it's very the the dialogue in itself although some of the lines are not things I would personally say um they are like natural enough that it's not like oh this sucks this is musical dialogue and I don't want to like because there's plenty of musicals I've been in where I'm like oh my gosh really (laughs) this is what I'm saying right now and with this one I, I feel like there's more um honesty in the dialogue and I feel like the conversations I'm having are more like they move the story along well and and with having um the rights to the show and being connected to the writers there's a little bit more flexibility so if there's a stupid line like um we can work with it or add to it or figure out what the original intent was yeah and I wanted to also um shout out to Adam and Courtney again just because they've been so cool about changing keys if we needed to and They've actually done some rewrites to some of the Act One and Act Two scenes that we've used. Some of the rewrites they've done, so it's been a it's been a really cool collaboration. Um, and I, I think Grimm, this is a good example, of like a just a perfect storm of the right talent with the right script 
uh, with the right team. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's been cool to see what happens when all of those elements come together, you know, at, at the same time. Because sometimes you have like a great show or a great script, but maybe you don't have all the roles perfectly cast or you don't have whatever the missing ingredient is for this show. It feels like we have all the right ingredients, all the right people in the right places, the right script, the right freedom, the right amount of um, time to rehearse it. And uh, so it's been a real, like it's been really fun for me as a director, just to be able to sit back and watch a lot of these things just come together. And also just shout out to all the actors out there that are working hard on the show. Everything I've asked them to do, any kind of risk I've asked them to take or do something silly or funny they've done it like it's not like sometimes you direct and they just don't do it they're like ah, i feel uncomfortable <laughs> doing that it's it's scary i'm too young to take a risk like that like like maturity wise but that is also an advantage of having an older cast is that they are a little bit more much more willing actually to take some bigger risks um and i I'm not to say that the junior cast isn't doing it because i i've heard only good things about the junior and i think they probably are still doing like really fun hilarious things but it's just been nice to work with a cast that uh, is so willing to try things and so far everything's landed pretty well yeah. so and then I just want to add to that one interesting thing about this show is the fact that we do have it split up between uh, like so 14 and up and then 14 and under 14 year olds kind of got placed wherever they were best fit <laughs> yeah. um, and then there are obviously some are probably I think there's some 15 year olds playing leads in the other show right um, yeah. I think it's 15 or 14 yeah 14 um, so there is like there is a split there and I think it's it's different because um, I've only ever done community theater musicals with the younger kids around and I love I love doing theater with the younger kids if I didn't like doing theater with the younger kids and I only did it because of musicals I would be only doing my school theater like um (laughs) like there's a huge benefit that comes with um seeing the younger ones but um this has been a nice like I obviously miss having the younger kids in the cast and I'm excited for when we get to go back to having not to um cast split by age maybe more by region or whatever um but it has been really nice having like extremely reliable actors um, because when you're younger it's it's harder no, like yeah. when you're younger learning all the lines doing all the dialogue and feeling comfortable with all of that That's a lot. um it's a lot yes and so but having but when every single person even like when you look at the dwarves like the dwarves they're all teenagers they're all older um and so having that um, reliability and that like trust within the cast to know that like oh this person is mature enough and old enough to understand their role and their job in this. Um, it's, it's been nice and, um, it's nice to have that community as a cast. Do y'all want to add to that at all? I mean, I really love it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's really nice to see how, I mean, the junior cast is doing great. My sister's in the junior cast Mm -hmm. and she is loving it so much. Mm -hmm. She said, she comes home and she tells me all the stories about how Sam and Sadie are doing with their chemistry on stage and they're Mm -hmm. just loving it. And, the senior cast is doing amazing too. And it's just, it's really nice to see that, you know, yeah. both casts are doing great. And it'll be fun because um, we have one weekend of junior shows and then we one do. weekend of senior shows. So you can come and see both of them. See, cause we are, we are separate. I have not done a single, re- well, I did, I think like one or two in the beginning with some junior cast members, but we do keep it rather separate. There's two different directing teams. Like yeah. the visions are different and there's different people in charge and there's different things being changed and implemented and um there's different things that are allowed to be improv versus things like different 
stuff like that and yeah. so i think it'll be really interesting to see i'm so excited to see the junior show oh same see, like, i am so pumped especially because like i i get to see how somebody else took the same exact character same exact lines mm, sure. and how they chose to portray it like there's definitely gonna be stuff that sadie does and i'm like oh genius I, why yeah. didn't i think oh, yeah. of that sure. i'm so excited you guys, get, you guys get to steal from the junior sure and you bet your bottom dollar i'm gonna be watching sadie thomas and taking notes um so i think talk about that. i think it'll be really fun to see just the way that people um that people who are younger than us um take the same stuff that we have and make new discoveries oh, and yes. um find different things to key or different ways to make things funny or maybe a line that we think is funny making it really serious and heartfelt and being like whoa i didn't even think about that you know um so i think that'll be really interesting i think Based on what we keep talking about, I think one of the main things is that it's just everybody's so unique with their roles. Uh-huh. Even mm-hmm. with like the little roles and all that stuff and the big roles, leads and small leads mm-hmm. um, and ensemble and all that, everybody just plays so awesomely. Even with two casts, like just everybody does yeah. such a unique amazing job and mm-hmm. it's just so awesome to watch all the advanced dancing oh yeah all the oh, ensemble it's so yes. great how everybody makes the role so awesome and like you would even like usually when you do a show it's like you go out on stage and that's what you like that's what you put out there but there's a lot of beh- well obviously there's behind the scenes work in oh, every yes. single show <laughs> but there's a lot more behind the scenes work in this show like just with our projections like we have mm-hmm. a dance number that is not being performed on stage it's nope. it's being yeah. projected um in like video form and because and that was like outside prep work that they had to do in order to set up this show for success um beyond just like what we're putting on stage and like i know the sets crew is probably working really really hard i know i know costumes is working super hard like they made my costume and it is so cool like i'm i love it it so so much and i just know that everybody's like putting in a lot of work because i think when you have a show that's being performed in a state for the very first time when it's like your original you want to make it really good also not to mention we're kind of one of the only theater companies that's doing theater right now. Oh, yes. I know my musical for um, College Park was canceled. Um, We're doing another show, but we're going to see how that goes. And I know we have to use masks and we have to, like, sanitize our hands in between scenes. Like, there's going to be a... Yes. There's a lot... (laughs) Wow! There's a lot of stuff that we have to do that goes into it. Um, And so getting to do a musical where it's not run by fear, where the choices we're making are not run by, like... Like, we're obviously cautious and safe and we're being smart about it, mm-hmm. but we're not like, yeah, always with everything that we do. And so I think getting to take this risk and getting to take this leap um, and being one of the only people out there that are doing it is like not only a huge blessing, but I think it's going to it's going to serve us very well getting to have people watch it. Are we live streaming it or are we just doing live performances? Okay, That's good. Um, this also because we have the the, the ownership of the show. Uh, in past shows like Little Mermaid, Matilda, even though we desperately wanted to perform it and live stream it and videotape it and get it to patrons that had already bought tickets, mm-hmm. we weren't able to do it. Legally, we could not do it. Um, we could only make a video for families to watch at home, basically, like a home use only. Um, for this show, we actually are going to, it's not exactly live, live stream. They're not going to be watching a live show. But they'll be watching a videotaped show from like a few days before. So they'll get a link to watch something that's kind of like hot off the presses, if that makes sense. Um, like it just happened. Yeah. Um, so not true live stream, but truly happened very recently. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're excited about getting that out to people out there, like family and friends in other states that want to be part of this and want to support NYT, want to see their loved ones on stage. We're going to be making that um, available, and it's very reasonable. I think it's like going to be like twenty dollars for a link that they can watch um, in their own home, 
And, uh, you know, so if they bring five or six people, it's like paying, you know, $4 a ticket to see a, <laughs> see a pretty cool show. And I think, um, also I smell a viewing party. So like, that'll be fun for casts. Oh, even. Yay. Like cat. Cause we usually have to wait like three or four months to like do a viewing party. And it's always oh, fun. Yes. Yeah. It's always fun to come back together and like see the show and stuff. Um, but it's been a while by then. Um, and I think yeah. that when you, cause like, having a viewing party like after you've done the show and getting to like really like immediately see the work that you've done and um, while it's to like freshen your brain and everything mm-hmm. singing along whatever knowing the lines oh, yeah. um, and just enjoying it I think that'll be really fun and yeah. that's what I love I'm really doing that about. And we are going to be able to do a viewing party but there's like a structure to it so like the live stream that you the live stream or slash video would be available only for purchase for like I think two weeks mm-hmm. And then there's a, a time where um, there can be other uses of the video. But yeah. the, for about two weeks, you won't be able to watch it unless you have the live stream link. Yeah. So, um, but yes, I'm very excited to have viewing parties and all that good yeah. stuff. And I think, um, I don't know, I just like that all there's all these different challenges mm-hmm. that have been brought our way that we've gotten to mm-hmm. like be creative and fix. Um, I think that we definitely... I think there's no chance we would have had enough people auditioning for Grimm had this whole Corona thing not happened. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough, but like not enough to do two different casts. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think people, what they do is they like see it. They're like, oh, I'll do the next show. Like I'm busy right now, but you're not busy right now. No. So yeah. what you're doing is, <laughs> what you're doing you're is Grimm. So, um, I think that that was a really cool thing that got to come from a really sucky situation. Um, and the fact that we are, you know, we went through quarantine and people miss doing theater. People miss live theater. I think that's also going to translate into our audiences. There's going to be people who um, are tired of watching Netflix and they want to come and sit in a seat and watch the show. Um, I, so I think that will really help. If that's you and you're like, I haven't seen a show in a while and I want to, yeah. hey, come on and mm-hmm. go ahead and buy tickets. We'll put the link in wherever we can. Um, probably in the description of this podcast. I don't really know. <laughs> um, it's on Facebook too. Um, but definitely make sure you're buying your tickets coming to see this show because it's going to be really good. Oh, yeah. It's really where funny. Um, NationalYouthTheater.org slash ticketing. That's mm-hmm. where you buy them. If you want, you can put Jillian Parks as your ticket person. ER, right? <laughs> yeah, National Youth Theater spells it E-R. If you do it R-E, you end up in Great Britain. Yeah, oh, don't, yeah. Go to, yeah. don't go to Great Britain. Um, it's happened a couple in times. Great Britain, you're yeah. in the wrong... Yeah. Place. UK is not any of our Mm-mm. business. Um, but that's, that's all I wanted to talk about. Anybody else want to have some closing thoughts? Yes, well, we're going to talk about spring shows yes. in the next episode. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. For talking about spring shows. And yeah. So thank you everybody for coming on. Of I course. really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and we will see you guys next time. Adios. N-Y-T-A.